Hi friends, I'm John Burns. I'm the President and CEO of Greater Europe Mission. I've got a funny voice because I'm from England. I'm a token European on the leadership here. And I know it's always a problem because I can get speaking really quick when I get excited. And that means you've got to try and listen in English. And I know you speak in American and we've got this huge divide around you guys putting a lot of Z's in words that we don't. But we're going to get over that and we're going to talk about Jem's mission and vision today. So let's pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you for this chance to gather again this morning. We thank you for who you are, a missionary God. And we thank you that you keep engaging people like us to work with you on your mission. And we pray today that you would inspire us again by the old story of what you created in Greater Europe Mission. And we ask that in your precious name. Amen. Or if you were serving in England this summer, you'd go, Amen, because that's kind of what they're doing, some of the Anglican churches. So I want to tell you a little story about what makes Jem tick. We've always been crazy passionate about Europe. Our very first hero of our story was a military chaplain called Bob Evans. And Bob went to serve at the end of the Second World War and he thought his calling was to reach American soldiers and disciple them. Lo and behold, they do landings on the beaches. This one was in south of France. And he goes to start visiting, right at the end of the Second World War, some of the American military troops placed there. And uh, actually, they stole an old German military motorbike from to get between the three American camps. Uh, that's not in the official records, but that's the truth. So he was riding between these camps, and one day gets blown up, like a bomb that's been laid there from the war, blows him up. He wakes up in hospital uh, with a bit of a bad leg and some bad burns, and he's recovering for a few weeks in a French hospital in southern France. And what he realizes is, the desperate need for God in Europe again. Because what had happened in Europe, it was a very Christianized country, some uh, place. Some people would say it still is because there's lots of big old buildings, right? But actually, two world wars had literally ripped the soul out of Europe. I've got a, and my grandfather used to tell me that at the turn of the 19th century, uh, everybody he knew went to Sunday school. Like 90% of kids went to Sunday school. You fast forward 50 years to the end of the Second World War, it was decimated, Christianity in Europe. And so Bob's laid in a hospital and through some stuttering French, is trying to witness to the people that are looking after him. And as he recovers and starts to move around this village that he's been based in, he realises people have lost their faith. He comes back to America, he goes to Wheaton, Wheaton College and he gets this passion for going back to reaching Europe. Gathers some friends, uh, one of them is Billy Graham, you may have heard of, and a bunch of people who all get this mad passion for world vision. But quickly he realises his passion isn't for world mission, it's for reaching Europe and discipling the very people he met in villages who'd lost it. He went back a few years later and Great Europe Mission was born out of that story. But you know, Jem really exists to send heroes like him to Europe. What we do is we find people, we equip them and we send them, right? And we've been doing that with hundreds and thousands of heroes, mostly from America ever since, 72 years or whatever it is now. And you're the next batch, 
You're the next batch of heroes that we've found or you found us or the Lord found us together and we're trying to equip you so that we can send you. Now, as we know, we've got a little pregnant pause in between verb two and three because we're equipping you, but we can't quite send you yet. We're going to be sending you, some of you this year, some of you hopefully next summer, some whenever, whenever God interrupts you again. But this is what Gem's about. Finding, equipping, and sending heroes. People who just are passionate to reach people for Jesus. People who recognize the crazy need in Europe. And my guess is you're part of that group because you're bothering to be with us this next 10 weeks. If you like, Jem is simply a help and a guide to characters like you that we want to see released into God's mission field in Europe. You know that we, we pray this 10-2 prayer. You're going to hear it 100 times this next 10 weeks at uh, 10.02 every morning that the Lord would send out workers into his harvest field. And you are an answer to our prayers. Even if you might not be able to go right now, you're already in process to be an answer to our prayers. So the mission of Gem, we, we put it in this little phrase and let me unpack it to you. Our phrase is reaching Europe by multiplying disciples and growing Christ's church. Three things that's one thing. We reach Europe because it desperately needs Jesus. Uh, You probably know this already, but Europe is less than 2% evangelical Christians. That's kind of a key figure because when we talk in world missions about unreached people groups, often we say 5%, but increasingly people are saying 2%. If there's less than 2% of people that we would class as evangelical Christians, that is an unreached people group. Friends, the whole of Europe is an unreached people group. 750 million of them. You know, when I went to school a long time ago, I was the only Christian in my class. We think there was four of us in my school year of 200 kids. That's what that looks like. Let let me put it in even more graphic terms. This last eight or nine weeks of COVID-19, probably 120,000 people have died in Europe, more than normal. 120,000 people. 98% of them are probably not with Jesus right now. That breaks my heart. If you talk to anybody in Gem, that breaks their heart. That's why they're there. That's why they've gone to Europe. My guess is that breaks your heart because that's why you started responding to this call to be with us, to be part of God's desperate mission to reach the lost of Europe the biggest unreached people group in the world. So we reach Europe because it desperately needs it. And we multiply disciples. And this might be a new phrase to you or it might be something you've known for ages, but it's pretty simple, right? We know that the Great Commission, Jesus told his disciples, go and make disciples in all nations. Baptize them to to, uh, follow everything I've commanded you. And and Jesus breathes on his disciples, fills them with the Holy Spirit and sends them as his witnesses, we read in Acts 1, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. 
So, so the Great Commission is to make disciples, not to reach Europe. The Great Commission is to make disciples. And, and it's not that, um, you know, in this COVID time, we all talk about the R number, the rate of infection, right? It, it's not that we just want to see one person, me or you, lead one person to Christ. That's great, but that's not what we want to see. We want to see people like you and me equipped to reach people, disciple them in such a way that they can reach and disciple others. That's why we call it discipleship multiplication. This simple pyramidal idea of not our one, but our three or our 10 or our 50, right? That we are infecting people with the love of Jesus in such a way that it transforms their life and that they start to invest in that work with others. We disciple. We make disciples and we're looking for discipleship multiplication. And we want to grow Christ's church. We don't want to do discipleship movements aside from the church of God because the church is God's plan. His kingdom plan of his reign and rule breaking into this earth is in and through the local church. And we are part of that church. Now we might be planting churches, we might be helping churches across Europe, plant new churches, we might be starting little movements that grow into churches, but we're committed to the church. This is not three missions, friends. This is one mission. We reach Europe by multiplying disciples and growing Christ's church. One mission. And that's what we want you to be part of. So we dream of a transformed Europe. We dream of a Europe that's been transformed one by one by one by one. So that someone meets Jesus as their life turned upside down and they start to spread it. That's the transformed Europe we dream of that we've been working really hard for for 70 years. Let me tell you a quick story. I uh, came across a guy in uh, Athens uh, last year called Zidane and uh, I'd heard about him six months before because a story was starting to emerge from some of our workers in Athens. I know some of you would have been in Athens this summer and if you were, you'd have met Zidane. So Zidane is a, is a refugee, he'd landed in Athens, he was settling there and uh, he came across a, a gem worker and this gem worker slowly introduced him to Christ. Uh, and a few, a few weeks, months later, another gem missionary got involved in that relationship to be more intentional about discipling Zidane. And so every week they'd meet and our gem missionary would very simply open the Bible, they'd read a passage together, he would explain how he's experienced Jesus in his life and he'd say, Zan, you can have this experience, you can push into Jesus like the Bible says and it can transform your life. Intentional discipleship program, one-on-one. -on -one. Well, after about three or four weeks, um, he's, he said to Zidane, oh, by the way, what I'm doing with you, you could do with some of your friends. Oh, yeah. Well, look, why don't you, whatever I do with you, why don't you just do it that week with a few of your mates? Oh, yeah, I could do that. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, oh, by the way, Zidane, did you, did you gather any of your friends? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's eight of us. Oh, great. Are, they, are these Christians? No, no, they're Muslims. But I'm opening the Bible. I'm telling them about Jesus. I'm telling them the things you've told me. And, uh, and they're enjoying it. Well, cut a very long story short, that number grew to 30, to 50, to 100, to 300. 
So from this guy turning to Jesus, within a year, he had an underground church in Athens of 300 Muslim background people. I don't even know if they were believers yet. They're all on that journey with him. Some of them had turned to Christ. He'd baptized loads of them. Some hadn't turned to Christ yet. They were still listening. Now, I'd love that to be a story I could tell you from every town and every city, from everyone we've ever discipled. You know, that's, that's not an R1, that's an R300. We haven't got loads like that. But that is the ability the Holy Spirit has if we faithfully commit to discipling a person and intentionally show them how they can disciple others. If you want discipleship multiplication in a story, there's a great one. Sudan. And we're still equipping him now as Jem. We've actually, we've got a partner church in America, in America who fell in love with him like I have to actually pay his way through our local Jem Bible College in Athens where he's, he's learning even more how to lead and how to disciple. And my guess is he isn't staying in Athens long. I bet he goes back to the country he's from and he's going to be wildfire. We reach Europe, we multiply disciples and we grow Christ's church. Because we're desperate to see the transformation of Europe. Uh, Gem is a community of heroes, if you like. Normal, regular people who said yes to Jesus. Normal people who sat where you are today and thought, you know what, this is for me. God's stirring something in my heart. I'm desperate to see people reached. I would love to learn how to really disciple people. And I would love to see transformation happen as a result. And this community of heroes is held together by a set of values, things that are um, true of us at our best and things that we're trying to push into because we want Jem to be known for these things. And you've probably picked up some of them already from five minutes of me prattling on. Uh, passion. We are passionate. We're passionate for Jesus and we're passionate for the lost. We're passionate for Europe. Transformation. We believe that the transformation of Europe actually starts with the transformation of us. If we're, not, if we're not pushing into Jesus and allowing his word and his spirit and his, his friends to influence and change our lives, we've got no hope of modeling that discipleship to others. So we're committed to transformation of us and the people we reach. We're committed to humility. We don't think we're God's gift to Europe. Jesus is God's gift to Europe. We just get to join in. We're committed to community. We know that uh, the days of lone parachuted missionaries are over. We go as team, we live as team, and we partner with others because we can't do it all and we don't know it all. We're committed to leadership unashamedly. We believe that uh, leadership is a biblical model and it's not a free-for-all. It's not everybody go and do what you think. We believe that, that, that leadership helps people develop to be cared for, to push in the same direction. And we believe in good stewardship. We've tried to be good stewards with you guys and your money. You know, as things change suddenly, we're committed to being really wise with the resources God trusts us with so that he might trust us with some more. I met Jem in 2010. I was living in England. I was a minister of a church. I had a sports ministry. And uh, the London Olympics were coming, right? The Olympics were coming to London, 2012. And so I got asked if I'd, if I'd go and lead the UK's effort to pull the churches and ministries together to see how we could make the most of that opportunity. And so I was leading this organization and Jem came along. They were all over Europe, but had very little at this time in the UK. 
And they said, look, we would love to use this opportunity to serve the church in the UK and see if Jem has a place here going forward. And so that's how I met them. They connected with us. 350 people came one mad summer to uh, London and we placed them with churches and that was the launch pad of GEM in the UK. We now have over 50 missionaries working with about 30 churches all across the UK and I know some of you guys were going to be there this year in Birmingham and the North East and a few other places. I'm sad that you won't be yet. And so I loved Jem when I met them. I loved their heart. The things I've just described to you about their passion, their desire, their ability to equip people. I saw it all. I saw it all from the user end as I was receiving people like you guys coming to serve with me. And I liked it a lot. Uh, I had a little church plant at the time in a nightclub in Soho on a Wednesday night. And it wasn't like churches you might have experienced before. And, and every time Jem was bringing pastors and, and leaders and donors through, they'd kind of bring them to my Wednesday night church to show, you know, what church should never look like or whatever they were trying to show them, right? But, but we had this incredible time where I got to meet loads of the leaders and the partner churches and the volunteers that were coming through Jem. I moved here in 2014 to America and Jem helped make a way for me and I started serving alongside them. I went to their annual conference in 2013 and it blew me away as I watched a 72-year-old couple who'd served in Athens for 50 years and I'm like, these people are the real deal. I'm really sad you haven't got to work alongside some of those people yet. You're going to meet them in groups through this week. You're going to catch what I saw. You're going to see the genuine love and commitment of these people that you would have worked shoulder to shoulder with, and I hope you will soon, but certainly you're going to meet these next few weeks. And I had the privilege of becoming the leader of GEM in 2016. I uh, cheesily say, because I'm a dad and dads do dad jokes, I cheesily say that GEM is the hidden gem of world mission. It's it's a beautiful organisation filled with amazing people committed to the Lord desperate for him to reach people in Europe. So I'm gutted you're not in Europe with me this year. I'm gutted that we're not sat right now in Camp de Seam in the French Alps, which would blow your mind. And we'd be doing this live there. I'm gutted that you're not going to get to walk the streets that I love in Athens and Birmingham and Frankfurt and the northeast of England and all kinds of other places where you're going to serve I'm gutted that you're not going to get to serve shoulder to shoulder with people that would inspire you. But know this, we're committed to heroes like you. We've found you and we're not going to let go of you. We're committed to equipping you. And this next 10 weeks is all about that. And we're still committed to sending you, if not this summer, as soon as we possibly can. Because Europe needs Jesus and I think you can help. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you that you love the world so much that you sent Jesus and that you know he is the only answer for our personal transformation, let alone the transformation of a continent. We thank you, Lord, for my friends that have joined this 10-2 Breathe program. And I pray that the stuff that is deep in our hearts will be transferred to them, even today at this moment they would catch the passion we have for the lostness of Europe and that they would keep answering the call as they already have to come and join us to be part of your work. And we give you the glory for it.
It's not about Jem. It's not about 10-2. It's not about me. It's all about you. Thank you that you let us join in with you and your purposes. Amen.